Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday, the 3rd of June. Tens of thousands of people are lining the streets of London as celebrations get underway for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. The 96-year-old monarch made two appearances on the Buckingham Palace balcony, standing alongside her son, Prince Charles, and other working royals. Her Majesty's four-year-old great-grandson, Prince Louis, stole the show, spotted covering his ears with his mouth wide open during the RAF fly past. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry weren't on the balcony but watched the Trooping the Colour parade from the Major General's office. While here in Australia we're also celebrating the important milestone, buildings and monuments around the country have been lit up in royal purple for the Queen's 70 years on the throne. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese paying tribute to Her Majesty before lighting a beacon in Canberra overnight. We joined 53 other nations in celebrating our common heritage celebrating a life of service, fidelity, integrity and humanity. As we light the beacon, we give thanks for Her Majesty's long reign and send her our very warmest congratulations. Meantime, Prince Andrew will miss the royal celebrations after testing positive to COVID. And in breaking news, the palace has released a statement this morning saying the Queen won't attend the service of Thanksgiving tomorrow due to experiencing discomfort during the celebrations. In other news this morning, the federal government is set to hold crisis talks next week as the nation faces its worst energy crisis in almost half a century. Newly appointed Climate and Energy Minister Chris Bowen says the government will do whatever it can to help ease supply issues and keep costs down. The situation is serious, but it is being managed by our regulators very professionally. It comes after warnings power bills are set to soar and there could also be gas supply shortfalls as demand increases with a cold snap sweeping the country. The Grattan Institute's Energy and Climate Change Director Tony Wood telling Channel 10 there are a few things the federal government will have to consider. We will see those coal-fired power stations, at least some of them, coming back online and most likely the gas supply will be enough to get us through this winter. And then we have to start planning for next winter and the winter after that and the winter after that, remembering that in the long term, part of the answer is to get ourselves off gas. Meantime, as the cost of living continues to soar, Labor will today make its submission to the Fair Work Commission for a minimum wage increase that's at least in line with inflation. They're not putting a number on it, as Treasurer Jim Chalmers says hard-working Australians need help. That's the reality that we're dealing with. There's no point tiptoeing around it or mincing words. These are very difficult times for Australians. A decision is due by the end of the month. And investigations are underway after the detection of another case of monkeypox in New South Wales. The man, aged in his 50s, developed mild symptoms after arriving in Sydney from Queensland and is now receiving treatment in hospital. Dr Omar Korshad from the Australian Medical Association says there could be more cases out in the community. The fact that this new case has not been linked to the previous case uh, is slightly concerning because it means there may be others in the community who've been infected with monkeypox and and not realised or have not been detected by authorities. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. We start in Victoria and a three-year-old boy has died after a hit and run outside his childcare centre in Melbourne last night. 
Our reporter James Lake says police have been working around the clock to try and find the driver allegedly responsible. They have started door knocking homes around the scene of the hit run Tash to find witnesses or anyone who has CCTV footage of the incident. Police are looking for the driver of a red Toyota Camry but say there's a possibility they also are unaware of what's happened. At this stage, investigators aren't sure if the car did hit the child head on or if the boy ran into the side of the vehicle. Anyone with information about the car or the driver involved is encouraged to call Crime Stoppers. And to Queensland now, where there's been a horror crash involving two teenagers. Our reporter Amelia Oberhart has more from Brisbane. Yes, thanks, Tash. Well, two teenage girls continue to fight for life after a four-wheel drive they were driving in on Tuesday night crashed through a fence into a property in Chinchilla earlier this week. The 18-year-old male driver walked away unharmed, but the two 16-year-old female passengers were flown to the PA hospital in Brisbane and one to Toowoomba Hospital with serious injuries. The girls, they both remain in comas and in critical conditions, and police and the forensic crash unit from Chinchilla will continue their investigations. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at CanStar. Effie, good morning. Some interesting new data out that shows retirees now need almost $1,500 every week to live off. Yeah, it's it's a big number, isn't it? And that works out to be about uh, just over $65,000 a year. And that is thanks to the rising cost of living. Um, and this figure has basically come from ASFA, and that's what they say a couple needs if they want a comfy retirement. It's up about 1.2% touch from the previous quarter. Now, if you're single, that number is about $46,000, and that's also up by 1%. Now, you've got to remember, if you're on the pension, you only get about 25700 as a couple. And weekly, that works out to be about $500. So it's nowhere near that number you mentioned up front. You know, it's almost, it's less than half. Um, and when you look at the weekly budget breakdowns that ASFA says you need for a comfort retirement, the biggest expenses are leisure, food and health. Okay, you can do a lot around leisure. You can maybe cut that down, but you can't do too much about your, your food and your health. Um, it's these no discretionary items that are putting a lot of pressure on pensioners. Um, and the best tip here is to make sure you're getting all the cashbacks or rebates you're entitled to. National seniors have this nifty calculator. Basically, you type in what card you may get. Is it the pension card? Is it the concession card? And so on. Ask a few other questions. And then it lets you know the total amount of cash and rebates you're entitled to in your state. For example, in New South Wales, there's as much as $1,081 up for grabs to help with the cost of living. And if you're talking about rising cost of living, interesting predictions regarding interest rates. The Reserve Bank meets next week regarding the cash rate. And now a major bank has changed its rate hike forecast. Yeah, the ANZ is predicting a hike in the cash rate by 0.4% next week. And basically, it has updated this on a number of, of you know, data that, that's come out. Now, with almost, there's about 96 lenders on CanStar's uh, database that have already increased rates by 0.25% on average. So home buyers are already feeling the pinch. It's an extra $52 a month in their repayments if they've got a half a million dollar loan. Now, this is not going to be the only increase we see next week. Uh, it just can't be. We need, to, we need to push this inflation figure right back down. Um, and a forecast of 2.5% in a couple of years, that's what they're saying, is going to add $681 to the monthly repayment of a $500,000 loan.
Now, the good news is that there are still plenty of loans under that 2% mark and borrowers need to refinance to a lower base if they need to protect themselves against this hike. And we all know that loyalty doesn't pay. So if you haven't done it yet, do look at the rate of your pain and see can you do better. Shop around. Always great advice. You have a lovely weekend. Thank you, Effie. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the AFL has taken the unprecedented step of apologising to Lance Franklin after a fiery appearance at the tribunal this week. Yeah, good morning, Tash. This was interesting from the AFL last night, issuing this statement of apology to Buddy Franklin, who was up at the tribunal on a one-match striking charge. He was hoping to overturn that. That was for striking Tigers veteran Trent Cochin. Now, uh, among the the jibes that were traded in both uh, directions, the AFL's legal counsel said the act was cowardly. The AFL says there are no cowardly players in the AFL, especially Lance Franklin. On the other side of the coin, Trent Cochin was told that he exaggerated contact and would have been better off at the Logies rather than the Brownlow medal. Now, it doesn't overturn the result, so the one-match ban still stands. Meeting, Buddy misses out on tomorrow's blockbuster against the Demons. His teammate Isaac Heaney is confident they can still cope. He doesn't need that many disposals and you can just put someone to the sword and like, like you said on the weekend, I think he only had 10 or something and, and kicked 5. He's a really important player for us, but we'll obviously adjust. And tonight we've got the Cats and the Dogs facing off a top 8 battle at Marvel Stadium. And Brett, the pressure on Gold Coast's coach is increasing after that disappointing loss to the Cowboys last night. Yeah, now they didn't have their captain, Tino Fa'asuamala Awi, due to origin duty, but the Cowboys were stripped bare due to origin. They were missing four of their stars, so no excuses for the Titans last night. Scored the first try, then coughed up three in quick succession, losing 32 points to six. That's eight out of their last nine that they've lost. A really disappointing fall from Grace, considering they made the finals uh, last year as well. But their coach, Justin Holbrook, isn't giving up on the season just yet. No, 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 not at all, mate. We know we're miles off, but we're going to keep working at it and drink some wins together. And the Panthers will still start favourites against Canterbury tonight, despite missing origin stars of their own. And Brett, places in the Women's French Open final have been booked after two one-sided semis. Yeah, the top seed, Igus Fiontek and uh, 18-year-old American Coco Goff both got through uh, quite easily uh, overnight. Let's hope the final is a little bit better and goes the distance. Uh, in the NBA, LeBron James has become the first active player to make Forbes billionaires list, but that uh, can't buy him a place in the NBA finals. They kick off this morning with Golden State facing Boston in a best-of-seven game championship series. And Ukraine is a step closer to qualifying for the World Cup, which would be an amazing story. They've beaten Scotland 3-1 overnight. That sets up a playoff final against Wales. Cannot wait. Thanks so much, Brett. Thank you, Tash. And a rare first edition of J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is going up for auction with initial offers starting at $350,000. It's just one of 500 hardback copies from the initial print in 1997. The edition features some mistakes, making it even more special. The word philosophers on the back cover is spelt incorrectly and there's a repetition of the phrase one wand on page 53. Love the details. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and a lovely weekend. And we'll see you bright and early on Monday. <laughs>